Hey, it's so good to welcome you to Fields Church Online, and we are so pleased that you've tuned in for this message. No matter what's going on in your world right now, we pray that you come away feeling encouraged by this message. We've been going through a series on the Godhead. Pastor Richard and others have been leading us through a little bit of a journey. So we've been trying to understand and grasp something of the greatness of God. And we've looked at the Holy Spirit. And then we've looked at the Lord Jesus Christ uh, the other uh, last week or the week before. And we're going to look at the Holy Spirit. But today we're going to be looking at God the Father. And I must admit, I was, a, I was a little bit wary as I was coming to this because I thought I've never really heard a sermon on God the Father. And I wondered if I can ask you, if I come to you and I say, how would you describe God the Father? How would you do that? Would you call him the boss? What image comes to mind when I say God the Father? We're going to listen, if that's okay. There's a rapper, I don't know if we're able to do this. Danny, with a bit of tech, we've had a little bit of a problem with the video, so we're going to hear. Um, this is one person's take on how he would describe God. Okay? So it's done in the form of a rap. We're only going to play part of it, and then at the end of the service, we're going to carry on with the rap. I'm not going to ask you to do it. It's okay. But I want you to take note of what he's doing, because maybe our picture of God needs to change this morning. Maybe our picture of God is too small. Maybe it's too big. Maybe it's somewhere in the middle. Maybe we're just uncertain. But have a listen to what this person said this morning. Is that okay? Are we okay? Okay. Listen to this. There are words for him, then I don't have them. You see, my brain has not yet reached a point where it can form a thought that could adequately describe the greatness of my God. And my lungs have not yet developed the ability to release a breath with enough agility to breathe out the greatness of his love. And my voice, you see, my voice is so inhibited, restrained by human limits, that it's hard to even send the praise up. You see, if there are words for him, then I don't have them. My God, his grace is remarkable. Mercies are innumerable. Strength is impenetrable. He is honorable, accountable, favorable. He's unsearchable yet knowable. Indefinable yet approachable. Indescribable yet personal. He is beyond comprehension, further than imagination constant through generations, king of every nation. But if there are words for him, then I don't have them. You see, my words are few. And to try and capture the one true God using my vocabulary would never do. But I use words as an expression, an expression of worship to a savior, a savior who is both worthy and deserving of my praise. So I use words. Wow. Can you get and begin to grasp the immensity of the subject that's in front of us? Now, when I was thinking about speaking into God the Father God, I didn't want to talk lightly or without total respect as He is God. He is the boss. He is over everything. He's outside of eternity. He is outside of all the limits that we know in time and space. He is God. 
And we would do well to just sit and take notice and to make sure that um, whatever we measure anything by, that our measurement is in full view and in full view is God's. Because we need to mark it out. We need to grasp and understand this morning some of the immensity, some of the fantastic nature of God. And I'm going to take us on a little bit of a ramble. And we're going to look at various scriptures and they're all going to say something about God the Father. And I want it to sink into our very souls. I want us to understand God a little bit this morning. But not just to understand Him. But I want to think, us to think about our relationship with him. You see, that's the important thing, isn't it? It's the important thing. So he is outside of eternity. He has none of the limits that limit our lives. Just stop and just wonder about that for a moment. He's outside of everything that we know. And the important thing is the Bible never seeks to prove the existence of God. It doesn't. In the beginning, it says in Genesis, God created. It's obvious. It's obvious that God exists. And the Bible is not going to try and prove that to you this morning. If you look up, if you're present in this world, if when you go around and you look and you see the wonder of the things that God has created, you can't understand how anybody can say there is no gods. But just at the beginning of our talk, I want you to know that there's a Psalm 14 and verse 1 and it says this. It says, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. And let's be absolutely clear about that. If you believe that there is no God, if you believe that there is nothing uh, out there, so to speak, then the Bible has something to say to you right now. It says you're a fool. That's a bit blunt, isn't it? You're a fool. If you don't consider God or you're living your life without God or the thought of God, then you're a fool this morning. And many, many people and many, many situations would cloud our minds and cloud our understanding and take us away from God because they want to take us from actually stopping and thinking. And sometimes we need to get our head out of the tablet or the computer or whatever it is that is taking up our time and be present and just realize that God is. The Bible will never seek to prove the existence of God. God is. And see, so we have been on this journey and I would like to look at some verses. Do you know the Old Testament is so rich in some of its language and it talks about God as being almighty, as God as being sovereign, the Lord. And then obviously in the New Testament when we see God's son, Jesus Christ, he refers to him as father over 165 times. But in the Old Testament there's only a few occasions when we refer to God as father. But we're showing the relationship We're showing the respect. We're looking for answers. And I want us to look for answers this morning. I want us to look at our picture of God and marry it up with the Word of God and say, is my picture of God too small? 
Is my picture of God not important enough? Am I living my life without proper regard for God? Because we need to get these things sorted. It's important. I don't know how long I'm going to live. You don't know how long you're going to live. But we need to live in the light of God is. And we need to have something to do with him. So I want to try and link some of these things together. God is. So let's be open to his word this morning. Let's touch the service. And we're only going to touch the service because the word of God is full. As I was beginning to look into the word of God and look at the references to God the Father and God who he is. There is so much and we can't do all of these things this morning. So I want to, in one sense, to get your taste buds uh, sorted out so that you want to delve for yourselves and look deeper, look more into what God is, who he is. I want us to build truth into our souls this morning. If God is too small, as we said, then I want us to open our eyes and hearts this morning. Do you know, can I just say that we live in a sad time? We live in a sad time. We live in the OMG generation. Everything is OMG, is oh my God. And it's become an explanation mark for people. And that doesn't respect God. And I want us to say and put a marker down that we need to think when we're talking about God or the things of God, then we need to respect Him. He is God Almighty. So let's not be frivolous with the OMGs. Let's remember who we're dealing with and let's remember who he is. We need to have a right view of God. Lost in all. People have said today that there is no fear of God in people's eyes. We have lost the awe of God. Let's get it back. Let's get it back. We're on holy ground. Let's just pray for a second. Father, I pray that you will pour your truth into our hearts as we open your word this morning. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will just bring to mind, open our hearts, open our minds to truth from your word this morning. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. We're going to look at verse, at Genesis and chapter 17. Genesis and 17. God is referred to by many, many names. Sovereign, Lord, Al Shaddai in the Hebrew and others. But only a few references, as we said, to the Father's nature in the Old Testament as such. Using Father in a relationship. But Genesis chapter 17, verse 1 says this. And God is speaking to Abram before he was Abraham. And Abram was 99 years old. 99 years old. And uh, a lot of his work was still to come. The Lord appeared to him and said, he's introducing him and he's laying a marker down and he says, Abraham, Abram, I am God Almighty. And that's El Shaddai. I am God Almighty. And I believe that God wants us to put a marker down. A marker down this morning to just say that God is El Shaddai. He is the Almighty One. He is sovereign over everything. He is the sustainer and maker of life. That's who our God is. And if we believe that He's smaller than that, or our picture of God is smaller than that, then we need to enlarge our vision this morning. He is El Shaddai. 
Abraham, he is God Almighty. I am God Almighty. I am. I am outside of time. I am outside of eternity. All the things that you have have a beginning and an end, but I am God. And I am Almighty. Wow. Wow. Abraham didn't probably know what to do, so he did this. He fell face down. And God said to him, and sometimes we have lost that awe. We have lost that respect. And we need sometimes to bow down in the presence of Almighty God. Wow. He's God. And He's Almighty. Do you know what that word Almighty means? It means there's no bounds. There's nothing that He can't do. He is Almighty. He can do anything. Nothing, nothing can withhold or, or, you know, when we think of things, we think of that person has that particular skill or those particular attributes. But God can do anything. He is almighty. So I want you to just dwell on that this morning. Get that into your heads. El Shaddai, the all-powerful being, able to control everything in the universe at all times. And I don't understand that. I don't understand God. I don't know how God can see what's going on in Egypt right now, in Gaza, and and be here, present. I don't understand the immensity of God. But you know what? I'm pleased that I can't. I'm pleased because if I could bring God down to my thinking, then God would be too small. And God is bigger than my biggest thought and big, and all of us here, He is God. Jeremiah, let's go to Jeremiah, see what Jeremiah, the weeping prophet, has got to say. Jeremiah and uh, 32, verse 17. And in a moment of enlightenment, he says this. Our sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. You show love to thousands but bring the punishment for the parents into the laps of their children after him. Great and mighty God. He's pouring out his heart. He's got an insight into God. Richard's been taking us through Genesis. We've seen that God is a creator God. We've seen that uh, the uniqueness of the Godhead in that Jesus Christ is there. The Holy Spirit is there. And God the Father is there. They're all involved in creation. And these verses are saying, Sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. This is our God. Sometimes I think we forget what God has done. We live our lives and we forget that the mountains and the hills and the stars were flung into space. And we forget that what God has done, but God has made all these things. And God has made you. And he's made me. And you know what? He loves you. Isn't that incredible? The God of the universe, the God who is almighty, the Al Shaddai, can love us this morning. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that incredible? When we look in a few minutes and we come to the New Testament, we'll see the love of a Savior. And that Savior points to God the Father. Al Shaddai, He's almighty. There is nothing too hard for him. Nothing. 
Do you know sometimes, do you know sometimes we're fools, aren't we? How many times have I gone into a meeting? How many times have I done something and I've forgotten to bring God into it as if God can't help me in that situation? What's going on? What am I thinking? What am I thinking? He's God. Of course he wants to be in the meeting with me. Of course he wants to go into the hospital with me. Of course he wants to be with me every day of my life. God wants to be with us. And sometimes we shut the door on him. Why on earth would we do that? Why would we shut God out when he is the almighty one? It's incredible, isn't it? Sovereign Lord. And sometimes we need to remind ourselves, don't we? We need to remind ourselves. You have made the heavens and the earth by your great power. When was the last time you sat down in your chair, your favourite chair, wherever that is, maybe outside in the conservatory, upstairs, wherever it is. But when did you sit down and contemplate God's? When did you think to yourself the immensity of God's? Do you know, we can, we can talk, can't we? And we can engage with our problems. And sometimes our problems and the things that are going on in our lives overwhelm us. And we give them plenty of airspace. We give them plenty of mind space. We're thinking about them. We're contemplating them. But we don't think about God Almighty. We don't think about Him. We don't take stock And our problems become bigger and bigger and God becomes smaller and smaller because we don't dwell on God and we're forgotten. And we need to come back to God. We need to spend time, if we can't daily, then at least weekly, where we sit down and we contemplate the immensity of our gods. (laughs) Let's get to the sun. This this is an incredible sun. We could stay here all week. Psalm 145, open it up if you've got a, uh, an app or whatever or a Bible, open it up. Psalm 145, we're going to pick around. Listen to some of this stuff. Verse 3, great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. Listen to this, his greatness no one can fathom. We can't understand it. We can't stand here this morning. We can't talk to each other and understand the depths of God. We can't. If you're hoping for me to expand and to tell you how awesome God is, then I won't be able to do it justice. That's what this rapper was saying right at the beginning. If there were words for him, then I don't know them. He's indescribable. He's immeasurable. He's God Almighty. His greatness no one can fathom. (laughs) One generation commends your works to another. When did you last sit down with your grandchildren or your children and tell them about God? Tell them how great he was. Tell them how awesome he was. Tell them everything that he's done for you. When did you share that? When were you going to do that? When have you done that with a cousin or a friend or somebody that uh, you, you, who means the world to you? When have you shared Jesus with them? Your God with them? When were you planning on doing it? What am I thinking about? One generation commends your works to another. Do you know if you love the Lord Jesus Christ this morning, you have a testimony. You have something to tell. You, you know something about God. And you have something to give. You have something to tell. 
And you need to do it. You can't not do it. Listen, let's go on. Verse 8, the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. I'm so glad about that. I'm so glad. Gracious and compassionate. He loves you and he loves me. Do you know what it is when a child, uh, and when we, we all do things wrong, don't we? We get caught up in the moment. We maybe do something wrong. And uh, sometimes we struggle, don't we? Because later on, we don't forgive ourselves particularly well. But you see, sin separates us from God. But God loves us. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. He's slow to anger and he's rich in love. And you know, I'm so glad that he's slow to anger. Because some of the rubbish that I do sometimes, some of the things that I do sometimes, I'm sure I can displease God very, very quickly in a moment. Just get caught up in a situation and I've said something, I've done something and I'm not very proud later on. I'm glad that God is slow to anger. But hold on a minute, he is God's. He still is God's. But he's choosing to be slow to anger and slow and compassionate. So we learn something of the nature of our gods. You see, one day the word of God says the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back. And he hasn't come back yet. Because God is still not willing that any should perish, but all should come to life. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your saviour and friend tonight, this morning, then he wants you to come to know him. This could be your moments. Maybe you've been living for all sorts of stuff, but you've been keeping God outside. You maybe you didn't think it was relevant. You didn't think he cared about you, but he does. He loves you and he cares for your life. That's why the Lord Jesus Christ went onto the cross and laid down his life. God. It says in verse 13, your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. His kingdom is an everlasting king. It's going to go on and on. You see, our God Almighty El Shaddai has a kingdom. And one day, if we love him, we're going to be with him. Your dominion endures through all generations. Another part of his character, the Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. Wow. (laughs) You can trust him. We can give him our lives and we can trust him. We can trust him. God is totally, totally trustworthy. Wow. And faithful in all he does. He always wants the best for you. Isn't that, isn't that a great thing when you've got a friend or someone who just always wants the best for you? They always want you to do well. And I think sometimes when you've got somebody cheering and egging you on, you succeed, don't you? You move forward. And that's what God does. 
That's what God does for you and you. He wants you to move forwards. He loves you. He cares for you. And he hears your cry and he hears your prayers. The Lord is righteous, verse 17, in all he does and faithful in all he does. The Lord is near to all who call on him. You see, this God is an amazing God. And if we move on to Revelation, the last book in the Bible, Revelation 1 and verse 1. And Esther has actually already mentioned this in our prayer time this morning. Revelation 1 verse 1 says this, God is the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. Wow. You see, God is immense. God is almighty. He's compassionate and kind. And you know, when we come to the New Testament, when we see the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, and he spoke about his Father God, the people used to say to him, can you show us the Father? Can you show us what he's like? And the Lord Jesus was able to say, if you've seen me, you've seen my Father. You see, the way that I am, the way that I live, the way that I move, the way that I love, is just like my Father. And we see the wonderful relationship between Father and Son. If you've seen the Lord Jesus Christ, if you've seen the miracles, if you've seen the way that I love the children to come to me, then you've seen my Father. Because I reflect the Father's love. And we need to hold on to these things. You see, in understanding the Godhead uniquely, they are united, they are one. And over the last few weeks, we've been trying to talk into all of these things. But they come together in a tremendous unity. Because when the Jesus is speaking and teaching and talking, he's Everything that he's doing is points to God, the Father. But you know this? In Matthew 24 and 36, there are some things that only Dad knows. There are some things that only Dad knows. 24, 36 says this. Bad about the talking about the Lord Jesus Christ coming back again. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. You see, He's God. He is God Almighty. He's the El Shaddai. And even the Lord Jesus Christ and the angels don't know when, but the Father does. He's God's. He is sovereign over all. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Do you know, I was, I was thinking, do you know, sometimes we get so muddled in our lives. We get life so out of context, so out of kilter. And I wondered, can I just say, let everything stop. Let everything stop just for a moment. Whatever is going on with your life, 
Just stop. Because this is important. You see, if our view of God is wrong, then we need to sort it out this morning. You see, because if we're living our lives without understanding the reality of who God is, then we need to sort it out this morning. So we need to pause. We need to press the pause button and we need to almost step outside of our lives. If I could take you to heaven for a few moments, if I could take you to the place where John 14 says that I, the Father has many rooms and I go away to prepare a place for you, that's everyone who comes to know him. He's preparing a place. If I take you to your room, if I take you to your place, and you sit and you understand and you sense and you see the immensity of God, you're with him. His presence is all around you. You feel that tremendous sense of his nearness. And everything else that's been holding you and worrying you and holding you back just melts as you contemplate who he is. I'm in the presence of God. The King of kings, the Lord of lords. God is here. I'm with him. I wish I'd have had that conversation with John about the Saviour because now I know I'm in heaven and my room is all prepared, but I'm not sure where John was. I wanted to tell him about the Saviour. I wanted to tell Jill. And I wanted to tell Sarah. So many things that I would have done because now I know without a shadow of a doubt that God is. I was worried what they would think of me as a Christian. I was worried what my friends might think. One day we will all stand before him. They're going to be there as well. And all the things that I was concerned about that worried me or held me back are insignificant in the light of God. Is Press the pause button if you need to. Press the pause button. Have you got a relationship with Jesus Christ this morning with God? Do you know him? Do you care about him? What are you living for? What has given you direction and focus and hope in this world? We're going to listen to the end of that rap now before I want to say a couple of other things. But just think and just let these words. We're going to go on. The rap is going to go on a little bit. And it comes to Jesus Christ. Think about that. the point where it can form a thought my could adequately describe the greatness of my God and my lungs have not yet developed the ability to release a breath with enough agility to 
breathe out the greatness of his love and my voice you see my voice is so inhibited restrained by human limits that it's hard to even send the praise up you see if there are words for him then I don't have them my God his grace is remarkable mercies are innumerable strength is impenetrable he is honorable accountable favorable he's unsearchable yet knowable indefinable yet approachable indescribable yet personal he is beyond comprehension further than imagination constant through generations king of every nation but if there are words for him then I don't have them you see my words are few and to try and capture the one true God using my vocabulary would never do but I use words as an expression an expression of worship to a savior a savior who is both worthy and deserving of my praise so I use words my heart extols the Lord blesses his name forever he has won my heart captured my mind and has bound them both together he has defeated me in my rebellion conquered me in my sin he has welcomed me into his presence completely invited me in he has made himself the object of my sight flooding me with mercies in the morning drowning me with grace in the night but if there are words for him then I don't have them but what I do have is good news for my God knew that man-made words would never do for words are just tools that we use to point to the truth so he sent his son Jesus Christ as the word living proof he is the image of the invisible God the firstborn of all creation for by him all things were created giving nothingness formation and by his word he sustains in the power of his name for he is before all things and over all things he reigns holy is his name so praise him for his life He persevered in strife, the humble Son of God becoming the perfect sacrifice. Praise Him for His death. That He willingly stood in our place, that He lovingly endured the grave, that He battled our enemy and on the third day rose in victory. He is everything that was promised. Praise Him as a risen King lift your voice and sing for one day he will return for us and we will finally be united with our savior for eternity eternity so it's not just words that i proclaim for my words point to the word and the word has a name hope has a name joy has a name peace has a name love has a name and that name is jesus christ Forever. Thank you. Wow. <clears throat> so Colossians 15 verse 1 says, <coughs> my voice is gone. Gone. The sun. Sorry, I'm not going to start. Can somebody, Ben, would you just come up and just read that verse? Thank you. Ben, just read this verse. Whole thing. Yeah. Down to here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The sun is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, 
things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Wow. Thank you. Can I ask you to stand? Let's just bow our heads. We stand before God this morning. And when we meet Jesus Christ, is like we look at the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, the invisible God, and we see the way that the Lord Jesus Christ poured out his life for each one of us. He went to the cross and he laid down his life for you and for me. Maybe you don't know him. Maybe you've never acknowledged that you need him in your life. You've never realized that Jesus Christ paid the price for your sin on the cross. Then God is calling you to repent and to believe. So maybe this is your time. If you want to know the Lord Jesus Christ and ask him to come into your heart and life, then please come forward and speak to one of the prayer team in the next few moments. Did you know? Maybe you've had your life has been all out of kilter. Maybe you haven't, you you forgot and you've left God on the outside of your life so much. You've forgotten the immensity of the one who is for you. And sometimes we're living defeated lives where God wants us to stand tall and stand strong. And maybe you want somebody to pray for you that from this day on you want to go forward in his strength, in his power, in his direction, in his focus, that we want to live every day as if it was the last day because we want to live with God in full view. Maybe you just want to pray with someone this morning to do just that. So Father, as we end our time together, we thank you for your words. We thank you for the power of your word. We thank you that you are indeed our Shaddai, God Almighty. Father, thank you for the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for going to that cross because you loved us. Greater love has no man than this and a man lay down his life for his friends and you shed your blood for us, your precious blood. Thank you. And Father, I just pray for anyone here who hasn't got a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ this morning that through your Holy Spirit, you will just draw them to yourself right now. Father, if we need to rededicate our lives to you, if they realise that our lives have been lived and we're given more space to the cares of this world and the things of this world than we are to you. 
then Father, help us to get bad things back into focus. Back in the right place. So, Father, just speak to us now. Continue with us. Watch over our steps as we commit them to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm just going to close. Let's just uh, stand where we are. Father God, we thank you for this day that we could come to just worship our King, glorify our King. Thank you for that the word has been spoken over us and shared with us this morning. I thank you that we'll get a, a deeper revelation of who God is. I'm just going to close the service and we're going to have some tea and coffee. Father God, I thank you for this day. Thank you as we leave this place right now that you give your angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways until we can meet again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If anybody needs prayer for anything, please come forward. There'll be a prayer team here. They've got lanyards on and they'll pray with you. Bless you as you go. God bless.